um, let us begin to remind ourselves, I think that's, that's where we always want to begin, uh, to remind ourselves of um, the purpose of living and the purpose of life and the purpose of, of this world that Hashem put us in. And like we've said many times, the purpose itself is, is um, in total conflict with the uh, way of the world. Because the world, the, the, the word world, oilam, is, is Lashon Helam. Helam means, Ne'elam, means that it's hidden. Part of the um, way of the world and part of the influence of the olam is for a person to forget his existence, why I'm here in this world, and to be, thank you so much, and to be totally, thank you. I, I made a bracha before with my coffee. So, so, so the purpose of this world, the reason we have a yurida into this world, that we were put in this world, is dafka to forget why we're put in this world. Because if a person would remember, and a person would have his constantly the clarity and the understanding of why I'm in this world, so then he would do no wrong. He would do, uh, he would do um, nothing wrong because he'd always have the clarity of Hashem, Yira. A person would have Yira Hashem, which is Malashan, the letters of Roeh, to see Hashem. You would live with Hashem. I would know that I'm going to die. I would know that I have a purpose. I would know that th- this world is only a transient world. And I would know constantly, and that's how the tzaddikim uh, live. Hachayim yoidim sheyamusu, those who are alive know they're going to die. Elu tzaddikim. Chazal say, those are the tzaddikim. Why are those the tzaddikim? Because someone who hachayim yoidim, not just Tom, he knows, everybody here knows. Every person on the planet knows he's going to die. But the difference is that he has das. He has yidia. He literally lives in, in, in reality that I'm going to die one day and that this is a transient world and it's a passing world. So that gives the clarity of purpose. That gives the clarity of I got to figure out my purpose and I got to have the clarity of why it is that I'm put on this world. Now the oilam, the world in itself, is something that causes major distraction, right? There's distraction um, of, uh, of, of, of everything. There's constant distraction. And that's the whole tachlis of this world. The whole reason Hashem put us, right? What did Hashem put us on this planet for? He could have kept us as a malach, right? You have angels and you have animals. So, so you have an angel. So stay davik to Hashem. An angel has no, has no physical body, so they have no uh, blockage of why I'm here. The angel is clarity. I know why I'm here. That's an angel. An animal has no das, has nothing. We are the ones who Hashem put us in a place, Davka in a place where we're going to be distracted. And what are those distractions do to us? Those distractions pull us specifically away from what? From, from knowing what my purpose is. That's why it's always important, for a person to always ask himself, why I'm here. People think, oh, I love when people say, oh, did you learn? You learned Mesil Zisharim? I learned Mesil Zisharim once. 
I learned it already. Anybody who says, and sorry to uh, bust anybody who says that, uh, but anyone who says, yeah, I learned it already. I'm not saying it just for the sheer to learn Masil Sharm. It's not like we're learning it uh, inside. But I'm saying anyone who says, yeah, I learned it already, didn't, didn't learn it. Because that, that, that's exactly what the Masil Sharm says. It's not about learning it. Everyone knows you're going to die. Everybody knows that i got to have my purpose. What, what separates successful people, what separates people who are connected to Hashem and connected to themselves and others and know what they're doing, are people who are constantly reminding themselves and know that the world is going to have me forget that there's a Hashem. The world is going to have me forget what life is about. And the more I remind myself every day, twice a day, three times a day, that I remind myself, because you're going to forget. That's the, way of, that's the way life goes. You're going to forget. People are waiting till they flick the switch. And, oh, I got it. Who's not waiting to say, oh, I got it. I got it. No, that's not what life is. Life is constantly a person, constantly, consistently, persistently, going ahead and reminding himself, why am I here? Why am I in yeshiva? Why am I in the base medrash? Why am I in the shir? What am I trying to accomplish? And the more a person does that, the more a person understands that, the more, the more he is able to live the life that he wants to live, as opposed to being pulled away. And that's why we learn Hilchas Lashon Hara, because one of, the greatest, uh, one of the greatest tragedies of life is that I'm living my life in someone else's world. I'm living my life I don't even know what my life is. My life is totally copying, right, somebody else. I'm totally, totally copying someone else. Forget about even if you're copying a, a, a crazy guy, a person who, who's copying, you know, a, 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 a mishugana. So then stamazai, you're in trouble. But even if you're copying a, copying a, a, a tzaddik, you're copying someone, Hashem doesn't want you to copy anybody. Hashem wants you for you, for who you are. And the only way for a person to recognize that is when he doesn't talk about other people and he doesn't look at other people and he's totally, totally focused. Like we said, uh, I think it was last week when Rav Hillel was asking the question, I was very strong about it and I, and I was on purpose strong about it and I'm going to chazer it over again is that don't worry about being too self-centered. I, I promise you, you'll be okay. I'm not worried about anybody being, ending up like the grah. Right? Someone's going to write, that was the Musr, that the Dubna Magid, I'm not getting into it right now, the, the, the Gra asked the Dubna Magid for Musr, and the Dubna Magid gave the Gra Musr. Right? We should all be Zoycha to that Musr. Basically, he says, oh, well, if I also didn't have any contact with anybody, I'd also be a big tzaddik. Okay, whatever, whatever. I'm not getting into the conversation there. Halavai, somebody here, and no one's going to become that. No one's going to become that. That's not, and that's not, I'm not selling anyone short. But the Pshad is that our, our life, our life is, 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 is let, let me see how I could say it. Our life, our life's, I would say, biggest problem. Our life's biggest problem, and I've said this many, many times. Our life's biggest problem is not what, what we think it is. It's not drinking. It's not smoking. It's not movies. That's not our problem. People like to say, oh, the problem of our, of our generation is X, Y, and Z. I don't know what the, I don't know what the problem of the generation is because people do this. One thing I could just say, and this is not an old thing. This is not a, sorry, a new thing. This is an old thing. Is that the less 
You invest in yourself and you're focused on other people. I think that that is more of a problem. More of our problem is that I'm not investing in myself. And like we've said, when you invest in yourself, you, can, you cannot lose when you invest in yourself. It's impossible. Impossible to lose if you invest time in yourself at whatever level you're investing, whether it's reading a book, whatever it is, whether it's reading a book, whether it's learning, whether it's, whether it's talking to someone about your growth, whether it's speaking to a therapist, whether it's speaking to a Rebbe, whether it's investing, how could I become better? How could I change? How could I grow? The essence of changing is getting a new perspective. That is the essence of change. The essence of change, because if you keep on doing what you were doing, you're gonna keep on getting what you're getting. That's one plus one is two. The only way to change is to say, oh wait, I have a new perspective. Wow, I just learned, right? You open up, you start reading a new book about life. You say, oh, I didn't know that about this. Oh, suddenly I can change. Oh, I didn't know that I'm supposed to do that. Suddenly I can change. People are afraid if you're, if you're stuck. Usually if you're stuck living the life that you're living, it's because you don't have new information and you don't have new things that are challenging you. If you're not being challenged, if you're not being challenged, then it's impossible to grow. Why? Now it's a cute thing the way we look at it. We look at it and say, oh, no, not cute. It's like a hard thing to hear. Oh, if I'm not being challenged, then I, I won't grow. So are there other ways that I could grow without being challenged because I'm lazy? So let's dissect that for a second, right? People want to say like this, if no one's challenging you, if you're not being pushed against your limitations, you're not going to grow. So we try and figure out a way to grow without challenging myself. But there's an intrinsic problem with that. What's the problem? The problem is the definition of growth is that I'm being challenged. That is the definition of growth. It's impossible to grow if you're not challenged. What happens? You open up a book, you open up something that says, oh, by the way, the key to happiness is uh, gratitude. Well, I don't do gratitude, so I'm not happy. Oh, I gotta start doing gratitude. So I start doing gratitude, that changes the way I look at things. Oh, now I'm feeling a little bit happy. That's a change. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, the key to happiness is working hard. Oh, I didn't know that. You start changing. I'm not working hard. That's why maybe I'm not happy. I don't have gratitude. I'm not working hard. So I just gave you, you two pieces of information that could change everything. Let's say you tell a person, oh, you know what? You read something and you say, oh, it's normal. Let's say someone said it's normal for someone from this age to this age to be totally confused about life. From 18 to 21, you're supposed to know nothing about life. So you'd be like, oh, wow, that sounds great. That's awesome. That's like me. That's how I'm living my life. So you'd be okay, because that would change your perspective. So the goal, I'm gonna just say one last thing and then I wanna hear from everybody as well. So that's why we, we're gonna learn Hilchus Lashonara. The reason I love learning Hilchus Lashonara is because I don't wanna speak about somebody. Not that I don't wanna speak about somebody also, it's also, I don't wanna speak about somebody because, because, because how terrible it is to speak about somebody. But it's deeper than that. It's, I don't want to speak about someone because the, the second that I'm speaking about somebody, I'm losing that time to invest in my life. I'm not investing in my life if I'm always thinking about his life, somebody else's life. I want to invest 
in my life. I want to understand myself. I want to be the greatest expert on me. I want to be the greatest expert on me. I want to know what makes me tick. I want to know what makes me sad. I want to know what makes me happy. I want to know what, what gets me up in the morning. I want to know what gets me out of bed. I want to know what doesn't get me out of bed. I want to know what causes me anxiety. I, I want to know what triggers me. I want to know everything. Know what that's called? That's called loving yourself, knowing yourself, loving yourself. How do you get to love somebody who you're dating? Right? You date a girl and you fall in love with her. Oh, I'm in love with her. What do you want to do? I want to get to know you. How do you get to know her? Spend time with her. Ask her questions. What's your favorite color? What do you do for a living? Where did you grow up? What's it about? Oh, I get to know you. In the Torah it says, man, Adam knew his wife, which means ultimate connection, ultimate love. Okay, question, comments, and then we'll learn halacha, please. Yes, Tzvi. Yeah. Exactly. He just wants to stay in his own Exactly. Life. Correct. So, like, it hit me so hard. Like, Beautiful. You know, and I, I appreciate, like, like it's, it's an avoda to go out and, like, just to, like, stay. Beautiful. I have to, like, close my eyes and just, like. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. 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 I, I want to say, people think Shmira Seinayim. The worst thing about Shmira Seinayim is not that you're looking at something that's inappropriate. That's also terrible. It's the fact that you're looking at someone else. Shmir Zainayim doesn't just mean I could bring a raya in Mesil Sharm. He brings, he talks about not to look outside of your Daladamas. Not when it's coming to, Mesil Sharm says, don't look outside your Daladamas. He's not talking about uh, not looking outside to see something inappropriate. That's not what he's referring to. He's referring to exactly what Svi is talking about. Is that when I'm shoimer myself, when I guard myself, so I'm literally guarding myself to, to know who I am, to, to really hyper-focus into myself. That's beautiful to say. It's beautiful. And it's hard. It's hard. It's hard also because we have phones and we have, and we have outlets where somebody... It doesn't, you don't have to go in the bus in order to see other people and to compare. To compare. Nassim Mormon just told me, sorry to mention this in the base measures, but I'll mention it. Nassim Mormon... Matt, you guys know better than I do, um, Ray Allen. Ray Allen, I think, is a big um, uh, uh, basketball, NBA, uh, amazing player. And he told, he told me he was just with him, and he said to him, and this is a person who's a real superstar in the NBA, he was, 
And what did he say to him? He was talking to him about something, and he says, he says, oh, comparison. He was. They were talking. Divrei Musser, whatever it is, he says, and Ray Allen said, comparison is the thief of joy. And Nassim, Nassim Mormon says, oh, you know, I, you know, he's heard that from me hundreds of times. You know, comparison is the... And know what I told Nassim? This is what I told Nassim. I said, and I mean this. I said, you take somebody who's a superstar in a field. You take somebody who's a superstar in a field. It's not just he made it to the NBA, right? He's a superstar in the NBA. And he's telling you, comparison is the thief of joy. So I was saying, look, look how powerful that is. Look how powerful that is. Look how powerful that is. That's talking about, right, basketball. That's talking about basketball. Okay, don't compare yourself, right, to this guy in basketball. But in life, what do we do? Like Steve's saying, what do we naturally do? You could be having a great day. Everything could be going well. Or everything could be going terrible. And what happens? You're comparing yourself to somebody else. And if you didn't compare yourself to somebody else, and someone told you, you know what? You're exactly where you're supposed to be. Not only are you exactly where you're supposed to be, you're ahead of the game. Let's say someone told you, you're actually way ahead of where you're supposed to be. You start saying, whoa, I'm starting to feel good about myself. I'm actually ahead of where I'm supposed to be. Now, how do you know that you're not ahead of where you're supposed to be? Why are you assuming that you're behind where you're supposed to be? The only reason you're assuming that you're behind where you're supposed to be is because why? Because you're comparing yourself to your roommate, you're comparing yourself to someone else, or your parents compare you to someone, or your siblings, or someone else. But if you took yourself out of any of that and looked at yourself totally objectively, you might be like, yeah, walking around like, yeah, I'm the man. Right? And then we get nervous about that. I'm the man. I start smiling. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. I'm walking the way I want to walk. I'm talking the way I want to talk. Whoa, how uncomfortable would that be if actually everything is actually perfect and awesome? What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Not only what's wrong with that, it's like how can I get to that state where I'm like totally, totally grooving, so to speak, Right, grooving with myself and everything that I'm doing. It's sort of like, then you're untouchable. Then you're untouchable. So when you're in that world, that's what happens. So if you're not grooving with, every, with life, and you're feeling the challenges from other people, and you're not feeling good about yourself, that's where I would question myself. I would start with that. I would start with, what is going on? Who am I looking at? Why am I looking at? Who am I looking at? Who am I talking about? What's going on? Yes, Shimmy. Can't wait, Shimmy. Can't wait. Shimmy. See, Shimmy's a guy. Shimmy. Give it up for Shimmy. Right? Shimmy's a guy who's living. Shimmy's a guy who's walking his walk. With his tan, looking all good. That's the way that's going to go. I don't care. What about when you feel the challenges from that inside yourself? That what? What if well, I missed the first thing? What happens? I mean, well, let's say it's coming from within. Yeah. I mean, what happens if what's coming from within is that I'm not doing enough? I'm not doing enough? Right. Right. So, compar- so hopefully this will answer you, Jimmy. 
Comparison of the thief is the thief of joy doesn't only mean that I'm comparing myself to somebody else. I could be comparing myself to a different me. I could be comparing myself to an old me or to a me that I want to be in the future. And now there's nothing wrong with saying I want to be this and this and that. But I don't know if you want to compare yourself to that. So if I feel myself within myself beating myself up and it's coming from within, then I would challenge myself and say, where is that coming from? Am I comparing, where is that coming from? Am I afraid I'm not gonna get there? You know what I'm saying? I would would bring it inwards, because it could be I'm comparing myself to other times of this, or it could be my expectations of myself are very unrealistic. Unrealistic, most people, most people are negative, most people, all of us, are negative, don't give ourselves enough credit, do not compliment ourselves. It's only, right, if you're in a company, if you're in a company and you're a boss one day, Mir Tashem, the best thing you could do for your employees is compliment them. Tell them good things about them. Tell them how great they're doing. As a parent, you don't want to tell your kids how terrible, right? What's the worst thing? Is when you tell your kids, oh, you're terrible, you're this. Negative, negative, negative. So within yourself, it's probably the same thing, Shami. It's probably coming from the same thing. There's a part of us that battles ourselves, and, and that you got to get in touch with. You got to understand that. Got to understand that for real. That's the biggest. If you're at Shimmy's level that he's asking, that's where your life can go from good to great. If you're if you're still comparing yourself to everybody, sorry, I'm going to say this. If you're living in the world of comparing yourself to everybody, not that we don't do it sometimes, but if that's your main source of sustenance is from other people, Stom, you're a loser. Sorry to say that, but that's the truth. If you're living in that world, I'm not saying that we don't all sometimes do that. But I'm saying if your sustenance that you're getting from yourself is from other people, there's nothing to talk about. Shimmy's talking about, okay, I'm out of that head. I want to focus on myself, right? Is this, am I understanding you right? But from within, I'm beating myself up. That's the catch. If you could catch yourself there, and you could really get to yourself there, then sky's the limit. Then you will get to levels that you can't imagine, because then you're already working with yourself. Then you're already working with yourself. Then there's nothing that can stop you, because the people outside, you're already done with. People outside, what people think, I don't care. Oh, my thinking might be sabotaging me? Okay, I gotta work that through and figure out why I'm sabotaging myself, why I'm being so negative on myself. Am I comparing myself to the me that I used to be, maybe when I was a kid? Sometimes that happens to people, right? You go through fourth grade, fifth grade, and you are the king of the class. And then comes seventh, eighth grade, ninth grade, and then you become not the king of the class. And you're constantly chasing that time, or sometimes it happens to high school. Guys go, go to high school, right? And they uh, do well in high school, right? And then uh, 11th, 12th grade, they uh, go to a new high school or something and they drop. And they're always chasing themselves. They're chasing the way I was when I was a kid, right? I remember I had that. I remember I had that. I remember, um, you know, I switched high schools and I remember certain stages, and I went to a stronger high school, a bigger high school. I remember it was more challenging. I was the, the very popular in, 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 in one place, and I went to another place. I had to climb back, and I was chasing my old, 
popularity, which was hard, which was very hard, right? It, it's hard. It's always hard to do that. You go to a new position. You go to a different job. You go to a new community. It's very, very hard. So it's very dangerous for a person to compare himself to himself. You have to, be, you have to know how to work with yourself. Beautiful. Great point, Shimmy. Thank you. Yes, Penny. Mm. Great. So we're not saying, great question, question that a lot of people ask. Um, it's not about comparing yourself as much as you could look up to people, right? You could look up to people and you, look, you could look up to the habits that they have and you can learn from other people and get inspired by other people. But it's very dangerous when you start comparing. Right? When you start comparing, usually also we compare more to our peers. We don't compare it as much to, right? Someone who's playing basketball is not comparing himself to, if you're comparing yourself to uh, LeBron James, then you're, 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 uh, you're stum, you know, cuckoo. You're comparing yourself. You usually compare yourself to another guy in yeshiva, how he plays. When someone's comparing himself to, in learning, you're not comparing yourself to your Rebbe, because that's not your, that's not your, your, uh, your comparison. Usually you compare yourself to someone your age within your group. So that's, so that's dangerous to compare. You want to look at somebody who's a little bit older than you and learn from him and say, what did he do and how did he change his life? That's a very positive thing. You hear the difference? Is there a fine line? Uh, I, don't, I don't think it's so fine. Again, let, let's chazer it over. I don't think it's so fine. I think it's totally different. You're not going to compare, we don't compare ourselves to people who are very, who are much better than us and different than us. So how does that affect the joy? What? So how does it affect the joy? If I'm comparing myself, uh, example, I'm listening. Basketball, if I'm comparing myself to people my age and my age and my group of friends, and I think that's a much more realistic approach, I should be comparing myself or looking up to them because they're... Wait, wait, wait. Looking up to and comparing are two different things. So I'm saying I would, so I, so that's exactly what I'm saying. I would look up to somebody who's out of your league, not who's in your league. Right, so going back to my original question, where do we learn to set the standards for what we could achieve? So I would say from someone who's older than you, someone who you're not in his league now, and someone who you could chase appropriately. Take someone who's five years older than you. Take someone who's three years older than you. Or take someone who's definitely much, much better than you, that there's no comparison. And you say, how can I copy and try and do the things that that person's doing? Not how can I be him. But what happens is, if I'm working hard, and then my roommate or a guy who's my age, or someone who's in my peer group, is similar to me, but doing things that are better, or this, that's what hurts. That's what hurts. If it hurts, you're comparing. If it's inspiring, then you're looking up to that person. Okay, I hope that, uh, that helps. Yes. What's wrong with the little competition? Competition is good. Competition so is good. Good. No, no. That, so that hold up. That would that would be that would be that would be a healthy again. That would be one second. You did, you, you're making a good point. You did you? There's no question. That if I would say to myself that, that um, there is no reason why I can't be better 
and stronger and you're confident enough that that will motivate you 100%. 100%? That I agree with you. I agree with you. If that's what motivates, if you're around peers and you're motivated and you're hungry and you say, oh, I want to have that, that's great. But what the, the default, what's, what's hard sometimes with that is that we, we, we can get sucked into to the comparison in a negative sense. But if you could do it to motivate you, right? It's one of the things they say, how do you know if it's the Yetzirah or it's the Yetzirah So they say, one of the ways you could tell if something's the Yetzirah, Yetzirah is what do you do afterwards? What do you do afterwards? People say, oh, if I'm, if I'm playing basketball, is that a good thing I'm supposed to do? Or I shouldn't be playing basketball. Should I watch the movie or not watch the movie? Should I hang out with these group of friends or I shouldn't hang out with the group of friends? The best way to tell if something is good for you or not for you is what do you do afterwards, right? People say, oh, you drink wine. I'm, I'm allowed to drink wine. I'm not an alcoholic. Can I drink? Well, what does it make you do when you go on vacation? What happens after you're on vacation? Does it strengthen you? Does it weaken you? Well, why can't I hang out with that guy? Well, after you hang out with that guy, what does it do for you? Do you feel good about yourself or I don't feel good about yourself? So I would say comparison is the same thing. If comparison is making you feel down, then run for the hills. If comparing yourself to somebody is making you stronger and better, then, then I would go for that. You still have to be careful, but, but I would go with that. Okay, beautiful. Yes. What, sure. what if uh, you're helping yourself get up from your haters? Like this guy's like, you suck, but that's what helps you get up, like become better? Right, so that's also. Is, that, is that like bad because you're not doing it for yourself? You're doing it right, right. Better? So that's why I was saying, that's why, that's why my last, that's why my last, right, my last line that I said, you caught on to, Shua, is I said, LeBron still James, be careful. LeBron James says still. that before every game, he looks for the one guy that says he sucks. Right. And who hates him, therefore, the whole game. Right, he's playing for that guy. For this guy. Right, so I would say, be careful with that because you don't want it to be that I'm doing everything, that I'm being gazed to prove the world wrong. Some people, some people get motivated from that. Motiv- any way you can motivate yourself is great. There's one problem with motivation. There's one problem with motivation. Is that, is that we wait for it. So even though motivation is great, right? If everybody was, let's, let's just put it very simple. The word ratzon, right? Some of you have heard this from me. The word ratzon, which is motivation, ratzon, to one, is Malashan ruts, which means to run. If everyone here was motivated, we could just close it all up and just, and just no point to talk. Why? Because we're all motivated. If you're motivated to do something, there's no problem. You're motivated. Motivation in a certain way is very, very, very dangerous. Why? Because you wait for it. And if you're waiting for it, then you're, you're going to continue to wait for it because there's less motivation than there is reality. So anything we can take that will push us forward and push us to be more functional and push us to be more hungry and push us to do more is amazing. On, on the next level is you want to be careful, right? I'm talking to you, did you specifically and, and Shu over here, right? You want to be careful to make sure that it's, that it's not just totally coming from externals and it's not coming from internal the ultimate goal is you want to say I don't care what that guy's doing I don't care what that one is doing I am self I'm the generator of and when I say generator I like that I want to be right I told this 
I had this uh, Baruch Shem Zocha to have this this clarity on January first. It was up in the um, it was up in the old base medrash, not not the old old base medrash, our second base medrash. I remember it was New Year's uh, morning. I was giving Masil Jusharim. I think I, I, I remember David Reiser came in. They had a whole New Year's thing. Guys were saying they didn't go to the New Year's party. They did go to the New Year's party. I remember I had this clarity then. I'm going to say it now. It's one of my favorite things. Right? Here it is. Ready? If you're going, I love this. If you're going to a party, then what you're saying is, I need that party and I need that to make me who I am. I'm the party. When you walk around that I am the party, right? I say the same thing as drugs. I know this is going to sound pretty nuts, but like, but like I'm the drug. What does it mean? I'm, I need this thing to lift me up. I'm lifting up the, the, the whatever it is. I need this guy to motivate me. I need this thing to make me happy. Now, of course, we use different things to motivate us, but I want to be the generator of whatever it is. I want to be the generator of happiness. I don't want to wait around to say, oh, it better, the weather better be good. My roommate better say like this. My conversation with my dad better be this. Otherwise, otherwise that. No, 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 no. My dad could be, yell at me. My, my mom could yell at me. The weather could rain. My roommate could be the biggest, you know, idiot in the world. Dot, 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 dot. And I somehow am going to figure out how to generate Happiness or whatever dot, dot, dot it might be. Now, is that a high level? Of course it's a high level. Having a great relationship with your wife is also a high level. But that's what we're trying to get to. Trying to get to a level where I have great relationships, where I'm the generator of whatever it is. And yeah, the guy, I said good morning to him, and the guy's like, grumpy guy. Oh, I'm not saying good morning to him again. No way, I'm going to say good morning to him twice. Three times, because I'm the generator of the love or whatever it might be. Yes, Nisana. Remember you saying about um, comparisons of inspiration to look up people which are way above Yeah, yeah. I, I want to question that. Like, mm-hmm. There's a lot to let there's, there's a more risk there because we look up the people which, which we're in different environments or at totally different lives or Yeah, yes, I agree, Go for it. If it ain't, you run for the hills. Run. Yeah, that for sure. That's... Whatever. No shaykhs. We have no shaykhs to those books. Correct. Correct. Right, right. Correct. Everyone has to know themselves. Sometimes it's nice to get inspiring and to say there were people who live like that, but correct. If that's your trigger, anything that triggers you, right, write it down. Know that that's what triggers you and stay far away from it. Stay far away from it, but know what it is. Know that that triggers me. Know that that brings up things for me. Why? Why does that bring up for me? Learn about yourself from that. You can learn a lot about, about yourself from what triggers you and what, what, why that, you know, for this guy is, is inspiring. And for this guy, it's, it's the thief of joy. You know, every, everybody's different. You have, to, you, have to, you have to get to know yourself. That was, that's where we started. You have to know yourself so cold. The problem is when I compare myself to other people and I look at things like that, I don't spend enough time. I don't spend enough time to know myself, to understand myself, to really get myself. Do I get me? Do I really get me? Yes, Rafi. Um, how do you know what you're good at? Oh. 
how do you know what you're good at? That's right. So that's so. First of all, you can ask other people. First of all, you can ask other people. No. So if you ask other people, if you ask twenty people or you ask ten people, you'll more or less get the same answers consistently, more or less, of who you are. We're blind to every to ourselves. We're blind to ourselves. If I would ask 10 people, tell me some of the, the, the talents that you think that I have. If anybody here would ask people, ask your roommate, ask your friends, ask your parents, ask your rabbim, make a list. I had this once in, I, I did this once in yeshiva four years ago, three, four years ago. I sat with somebody, it was actually Yossi Tischler. I sat with him and we spoke about this. He asked like 20 people, he had a list of like 30 things that people said about him. And then what we did was, we analyzed and says, oh, look at this consistent, this consistent, this consistent, this consistent, this consistent. I guarantee, Rafi, I guarantee if I asked anybody about you, everybody would say you're a sweet, nice guy. Right, everybody would say. So, so how, do we, how, do I know, how do I know that? Because that's who you are, you are. Naturally, that's who you are. So that's good for you to know that. It's good for you to know that. What if everybody else here, let's say everyone else here was 10 times more stupid than I am. Right. Do you really think if you would ask everyone that, they would say the same thing? Yeah, of course. Not. That's not like, why? That's not a, that's not, that's not a steer. It's not a contradiction. Just because someone has something doesn't mean someone else can't have the same thing. Why not? I could, two people can have similar things, but nobody's the same. The Gemara says that just like no face, you know your face and our faces never, ever, ever existed in the world ever. And never, ever, ever will ever exist ever again. Your face, the way you look, your body, never, ever, ever will ever exist ever again. And know what that means? That means the way you think also, never, ever. You're the variables that created you, your parents, your situation, your shortcomings, your talents, never, ever, ever, ever will ever exist ever again. Hashem gave it specifically to you for you to live that life. The problem is we blind ourselves to that and we think, oh, right, it's a famous thing from, from, uh, from uh, who was it? Who said it? This was from... Someone will help me with this. With um, Naftali Amsterdam, that he came and he said, uh, "Who said the thing? Who was it? We saw right, but who was it?" Yeah, well, no, that he that was one of the ones he said. He says, "If I had the brain of the Shagas Aryeh, and I had the the heart of the Yisoyed V'Shor Javoida, and I had the Midos of Rabbi Yisrael Salanter, who was Rabbi Naftali Amsterdam? No, or Rabbi Widow. Who said it? No, no, it was the Talmud of Rabbi Yisrael Salanter. Whoever said it, we'll look it up. One of the Talmudim of Rabbi Yisrael Salanter said that. If only I had the Shagas Aryeh, Shagas Aryeh was a genius. If only I had his brain, and only I had the heart, the Avoda of the Yisoyed V'Shor Javoida, and only I had the Midos of Rabbi Yisrael Salanter, then I'd be a great Jew. And what, 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 what was he told? He, he was told from, I think, Rabbi Yisrael Salanter. He says, no, that's not what God wants. God wants your brain. God wants your heart. And God wants your midas. That's why Hashem created you like that. With all your stupidities, with all your blemishes, with all your insecurities, 
with all your mess-ups. That's how Hashem wants you. And now He wants you to say, Hineni, Hineni, here I am. Here I am in all of my lack of glory. Here I am with all of my bad midos. Here I am with all of my, my crazy tivas. Here I am with all of my twisted you know, thoughts. Here I am with all of that. That's what Hashem wants. He wants that. We're trying to clean ourselves up. That's not what Hashem wants. Now everyone gets nervous. What do you mean? Hashem doesn't want me to improve? Of course He wants you to improve. But improve from where? Where does He want you to improve from where? He wants you to improve from where you are. He doesn't want you to skip steps. He doesn't want you to become that. That's not who you are. Someone says, oh, I wish I didn't have tithes. Okay, sorry. You got tithes. What do you want from me? I wish I didn't have the crazy laziness that I have. Well, sorry. That's the way Hashem made you. Oh, I wish I had a better relationship with my parents. I wish I was smarter. I wish I was more motivated. I wish I didn't do this. Well, guess what? It doesn't matter. That's who you are. Take who you are with what you have, with all of your problems, with all of your talents, and say, now let's roll up our sleeves and let's begin life. What happens is we don't even get to that part because we're so busy saying, oh my gosh, Oh, gosh, I can't believe I have this problem. Oh, yeah, I can't believe I have this problem. Oh, yeah, I can't believe I have a problem. Here we go again. Enough. I know, I know. I can't believe you have this problem. Well, believe it. You have this problem. Believe it. Believe it. I can't believe I have this anxiety. I can't believe it. Right? Just wait till you get married. I'm serious. Oh, gosh, my kid. Oh, my son. Oh, my wife. I can't believe. I can't believe. Then it's even harder. My father-in-law, my brother-in-law, my cousin. You're, you're, you'll, you'll expand... You're, you're the, the craziness. So what are you going to do then? Oh, okay, you're going you're gonna to moan. And you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna, you're gonna complain. As opposed to saying, okay, this is what I got. This is the wife I got. This is what I thought she was, right? No one has it. This is what I thought she was. Well, when I fell in love, that's what she was. Oh, I didn't know. Who does know? What you, you're not married. You didn't get married yet. So you're married for 10 years. Oh, finally I get to know my wife. Oh, I wish this, I wish that, I wish this. And she's saying the same thing on her end. Right? Talking about Shalom Bayes problems. That's where it comes from. She's complaining in the back of her mind about you. You're complaining in the back of your mind about her. And then you wonder why you don't get along. Instead of saying, okay, one second. This is what I got. This is who I am. This is what life is about. Yeah, Asano. I once saw a joke. Right, exactly. Correct. It's true. Correct. Correct. People correct. Correct. Everybody. Amazing. Okay, let's wrap up. We had you 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 so we have a few minutes. Said, uh, the way to know what is good for you or bad for you yeah, is just to see ask. what are you doing next. Right. If it got you stronger or right. weaker. Right. But the thing is that sometimes you can do things that are you cannot see like a very clear result. Like I'm doing like a very bad thing or a very good thing. You can feel normal. There are people around the world that think maybe I maybe they just look like they're happy, even though that they're not doing good good things. So sometimes you're yeah, th- you're saying right. like 
I, I feel good. I'm feeling good with myself. I like what I'm doing. But sometimes, right. because the society, which is not a good thing, I know, right. you, you let your you can't fake. Abio, Abio, you can't fake. A person can't fake feeling good. I've never met anybody who's 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 All the celebrities. Who's are all the celebrities. The all the celebrities. In the world. All the cele- Everyone knows the celebrities are miserable wrecks. But they, I know. People are guessing saying? that. They don't. They don't. Everybody know knows that. it. Just only one day they're suicide, and then you yeah, no, Everybody knows. Everybody knows. Bottom line. Everyone knows. Bottom line. That someone who sleeps a lot. Someone who drinks a lot, someone who smokes a lot, someone who's on his phone a lot, someone who is not being productive is a fact. It's not about whether you're going to Gehenna or you're not going to Gehenna. It's not about whether you're being a good Jew or you're not being a good Jew. A productive person who is eating well, who's exercising, who's doing good things, feels good. Now, if you're not feeling good, even though you're doing those things, so then you might have other issues. No, but I'm, there's no trick. There's no good. trick. There's if no you trick. You know if you... It means you, that it's okay? It's not, it means it's okay. That's it's question. Not, Sometimes you can feel good and everything's no, perfect. No. But there is people around, like, out there that know, say that the way that you live right now is not good. Should I listen to that or I should I listen I don't, to I'm not sure we could talk we could talk maybe he's privately general, about that. I'm not sure what you're I'm something. not sure what you're, I'm not I'm not sure exactly what you're asking. It sounds like it's more private it's, it's what you're about, asking. It's not about private. It's just in general. I mean, I, I, again, let's keep it let's keep it let's keep it simple. Somebody who's running t- t- running away from himself and he's not honest with himself and he's comparing himself to other people, and he's looking for the party, and he's looking for that, deep down, right? People think loud people, and this and that, are the happy, confident people. That's, that's the way people think. It, 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 it's not true. You can have somebody who's, so you can have somebody who's, who's, who's totally a shy person, who's it is, who has a lot of confidence. It's not, you can't judge, you can't judge based on you know, what, 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 what's told to you, right? There are certain principles in life that always work the same way. Somebody who is, who is honest with himself, somebody who's honest with other people, somebody who works on himself, somebody who's trying to say no to the things that he, that he gives into, nobody feels good when they feel weak. There's no, there's no um, you know, picture that you have to paint to say, oh, that guy looks like that. Nobody, nobody just becomes, nobody puts on a suit and goes to work and makes money and dresses a certain way and has a wife a certain way and now his life is happy. It doesn't, it doesn't work like that. There is a thing there is about the party that someone that goes to the party, he needs the party right. instead of being the party. Right. Um, what are the differences between party to a trip? Also, person, the Shiva, we're going to trip sometimes because we need it. And that's, great, that's different. That's an, that's an outlet. 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 That's very different. You're talking about a party is not going on a trip. A party is is I need people to to look at me a certain way. I need to get drunk. I need for someone to look at me and to tell me I'm awesome. I need validation. I need all those things. Going on a trip is a, is a beautiful thing for a person to get out there and go on a trip. It's a, there's no, there's no, so there's even no. A, even a healthy person will need to go to trip sometimes. Of course, the more you go on a trip, the better it is. What do you mean? The more, like, the better it is. Door, the better. Okay, go. I don't know. Wait, 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 wait. Now you're already getting more. First of all, it's not true. It's not true. First of all, it's not true. It's fake news. It's not true. They went all the time. They went away and they got away all the time. 
When you saw them at 95 years old, maybe not. But in order to get there, you for sure, and anyone here, the more, the more you go on a trip, the more you don't have to go on a trip, if you know what I mean. The more a person goes on a trip, and the more a person, for real, the more a person does those things. So, right, why, why is it called a trip? Because I want to get out of my reality. Because you're out of your reality. The more a person gets out of his reality, when he's in his reality, the more you go, go out to the beach and go relax. I guarantee anybody, it'll calm you down. You don't need to bring booze. You don't need to bring anything. You sit by the water for five, if you could. Most people, a lot of people have too much anxiety. Go try, go try and sit by the beach. I'm not talking about a beach that's filled with people that you're looking at. Go to the water. Sit there for two, three, four, five, ten hours. It'll calm you down. Go to a, go to a beautiful lookout and sit there. Ah, it'll calm you down. You won't need all the things to calm you down. The reason people need all these things to calm them down is because they're so not going on a trip. They're so not taking care of themselves. Okay, we have to wrap up. Um, I'll just say one quick halacha um, in Lashon Hara. Oh, it says, Chazal say, the, the Mishnah in Ivya says, even if people call you a fool your entire life, it is better than being considered a Russia for even one moment in front of Hashem. What does that mean? Let's explain. Very powerful statement, right? And we'll end off with this. When it comes to Lush and Hara, one of the hardest things is what is everybody going to say? What are my friends going to say? How are my friends going to view me? I'm not going to be a cool guy. I'm sitting in the room and people are talking about so-and-so and I look like I'm not interested. I pull out. It's one of the hardest things, and the Ramchal talks about it. One of the hardest things in growth is friends' peer pressure. Friends' peer pressure. Says Chazal, Hashem gives us a promise. And I've seen this. I think we spoke about this the other day. And I promise everybody it works. In the moment, it might be hard. You might feel like you're losing your best friend. You might feel like you're losing your chevra. You might feel like you're not cool anymore. But I guarantee you, I guarantee anybody, you go ahead and you don't speak about somebody else and you look like a fool. For example, for one moment in your life, one moment you look like a fool, or even for longer, and you hold that back, I guarantee you, I mean the Gemara, Chazal guarantees, you will only reap benefits from that. You will only reap benefits. People will only respect you more. People will only trust you more. You'll have more friends than you could ever imagine. Now when you're a kid, when you're in elementary school, when you're in high school, it's much, much harder. That, I could get, that, that I'll say. That's why I don't say this to elementary school and high school. That would be very hard. It would be very, 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 very hard to say that because a lot of our self-esteem comes when you're in elementary school from friends and from high school. If you had a bad elementary school, friendships, okay, that's a conversation for another time. If you did terrible in elementary school and you were bullied or you didn't have a lot of friends, it's much harder to make it up in high school. If you did well in elementary school, it's a little bit easier to handle in high school. It's still very hard. The younger you were affected as you're different or people made fun of you or you didn't feel you had friendships, the harder it is to make, make that up. At this stage in your life, I have good news for you. The good news is it's not about that anymore. You passed. You made it this far. If you made it this far, not doing so well with friends and different stuff, it's okay. Don't run after friends anymore. Run after yourself 
and look for Hafren, look for, for the girl. I don't know if you have to look for her right now, but, but that's where you're headed next. Hashem will help us. We'll be zocha to have an amazing rest of the first day of the rest of our life.